At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Welcome in. It is a numbers game presented by DraftKings. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander, who is off for jury duty. Or so he says. Are we sure he actually got it? Sure he didn't just want to No, day we have off? no idea. Yeah, yeah right. No he could have just had a day off. He might have. Yeah, might have. I hope he's enjoying it if he did. Didn't have anything yesterday. You know, college, the college basketball slate today. I'm out of here. I'm always here. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You're always here. That's uh, right. All right. We got hard handicappers to do right after this show, too. Yeah, we got dude, two yeah. shows. Around. Man, I'm getting asked everywhere. I'm becoming famous. I got a holiday. You are. You get a I lot got, of invites over yeah, there on your phone. Shoot. Wow. Yeah. Man, I'm nervous. Big With shot. Great power comes great responsibility. Uh, all right. A man who has great power, great responsibility, and it's just a great guy to talk to. Mike Pritchard is with us here today. Uh, Mike, it's always good to talk to you. As always, my friend. Uh, by the way, happy belated birthday. I remember a late night in the uh, the nights of November. You kept telling me over and over again it was your birthday around this time, so I think I missed it somewhere in there. But, uh, but happy belated birthday. Let's talk wide receivers. Mike, Thank you. Uh, I don't know okay. if you heard over the weekend, but something happened with the wide receiver that he may or may uh, not have lined up offside. Take us through the process, though, of lining up at the line of scrimmage and checking with the official, because we saw a video on Twitter of him looking for a half second, Kadarius Tony at the official. Some right. are saying he was checking in. I don't think he was. I think it was just a habit of doing that. You saw it. Tell us what you think. And in terms of the process of checking in, how does it work? Davey KB, great to be with you. Um, you, you know, I, first of all, Tony's not a receiver. He's a gadget player. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know. Oh, I agree. Want to reconnect? Yeah, we'll call yeah. you back, Mike. All right. Yeah, let's call back. Maybe a little, maybe old school telephone or something. Man, it was really. Uh, I, was, I was real building up to it. <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> By the way, did Mike have on my favorite shirt? Did he have on the collar? Oh, I didn't notice. I think he did. Your Mandarin collar? My Mandarin right? collar that's what it's that called? I that myself and Ryan Clark. <laughs> yeah, you and we, Ryan Clark only wear, yeah. We, we both fill out the exact same way. <laughs> right, exactly, exact same way. There's Mike. We got it back. All right, Mike. All right, let's uh, reset. Just reset because we didn't hear you at all. So start with the answer again. The process of checking in and what you saw from Tony in terms of checking in. Uh, that responsibility is kind of hard for him. Uh, 
think you don't have to check in if you just know where the ball is. Uh, and you can spot the ball when you break the huddle. Uh, and that's what I used to do as a weak side receiver on the ball wide receiver. Uh, I would look at the location of the football. If it's on a 36-yard line, well, okay, I would know exactly where I needed to line up. And you got some room to play with. You don't have to be precisely on the ball. Uh, you can be like a half a foot behind the ball and still be on the ball. And in Tony's case, he was a couple inches beyond the line of scrimmage. Now, I thought it was ticky-tack, I'll be honest with you, especially under two minutes of the game. Uh, that right there, uh, as an official in JVT, you know this about the NBA, uh, they swallow the whistle a lot of times yep. uh, under a certain time frame in the fourth quarter, especially in a tight game. Uh, you you got to feel the game as an official, but I'm not mad at the official for doing his job. I, I get that. But uh, I thought it was ticky-tack just like Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes uh, at that moment in the game. You, you don't want to see that call um, you know, play out the way that it did. But, but Tony needs to know better. He needs to become a receiver uh, and understand how to line up on a damn line of scrimmage. So, Rich, we were talking about that right now, which is like, so we've seen since that there was a bunch of instances of Tony probably flirting with disaster, right, in terms of lining up throughout that game. Yeah. And kind of what you're talking about, my issue isn't the call itself. It's you as officials let this go throughout the entire game. You didn't decide to call it right. one time when he had violated it. But then there in that moment, you decide, ah, they're driving for the win. This is the time we're going to throw the flag. And I can almost not blame Tony because if he felt like I've been lining up like this the entire game, you as the officials let that happen. You can't then call it on the final play like there are the, you know, what could have been the final play. Right, right. Like a foul or uh, or a flag in the first quarter should be a flag in, right. in, in the final quarter too, right? Fourth quarter. Um, I, I think from a officiating standpoint, and anyway, it's better, uh, we got to understand this too. You know, as an officiating standpoint, um, officials, they've been, it's been horrible. It really has been horrible. Uh, and people are starting to call them out because officials are starting to become celebrities now. Uh, and they're, they're starting to enjoy becoming celebrities. And it doesn't matter the sport. Um, and, and so we're all, we're all in this branding age, I think, right? It doesn't matter if you're a college athlete or an NFL official, NBA official. So uh, they need to be held more accountable. This pool reporting stuff needs to go out the window uh, and, and make these guys more accountable. And therefore, you know, as an official, you'll understand the feeling of the game. I mean, you got the Kansas City Chiefs at home driving. You, you cannot allow that little tack of a foul uh, be that impactful, right? Because literally, an official can call a, a flag on every single play. It's an aggressive game. There's holding on every single play, but they don't. They let it slide. And same thing with illegal contact. There's, there's a lot of fouls that they allow it to slide um, because it's good for the game. The integrity of the game is upheld. So, Mike, Mike, take us through. So, I always wonder about when you see Kadarius Tony lined up offsides earlier in the game for for the coaches, right. players on the sidelines, his teammates on the sideline, coaches on the sideline. We got coaches in the booth seeing all this stuff. I would assume that someone's noticing this, right? Whether it's a teammate on the field, whether it's a teammate on the sidelines, does it just become earlier in the game? Is it? hey, you're warning your teammate, hey, you're lined line up offsides, check yourself. Or is it kind of like JVT is saying, if you're getting away with it why and they're not calling it, why would you stop? It, it, is it, right. is it one of those? Is that a normal thing during the course of an NFL game when you're out there? Well, your wide receivers coach probably could help you out, KB. Uh, but, you know, the finish point, too, from the coach's box, it's not right in the center of the field. It, it's 
typically around the 20 yard line or the 30 yard line. So you're at an angle. Uh, if anybody is, could help you out, it, it's, it's the coaches on the field, maybe the head coach who's right there on the line of scrimmage. I say, hey, look, Tony, man, you're getting kind of close to skirting a little maybe back up a few inches if you can, right? Uh, but, you know, in the course of the game in under two minutes, who's thinking about that? Uh, because that call is never called. I mean, a, a, an illegal procedure or jumping too early. I mean, I get that. But my goodness, lining up a couple inches beyond the line of scrimmage, uh, that rarely is called. Uh, and, and that was the whole point, I think, from the Chiefs. All right, Pritch, uh, NFL card is pretty deep. We have games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, I'll ask you to go where you like it. And what is the number of the game that stuck out most to Mike Pritchard? You know what? This Texans-Titans game is getting interesting um, because I'm looking at the Titans right now. What are the two-and-a-half-point favorite here? Uh, and, and I think coaching matters. And um, I, I know C.J. Stroud is interesting uh, with the uh, pro protocol and certainly concussion. Uh, but the Titans have been well coached as well as we know that with Rabel, but so have the Texans and the Texans for the last few years have been highly competitive within this division. So uh, I'm looking at that uh, right now, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, that game is interesting to me uh, against the Colts too. So uh, there's a number of games where I think scoring is tight and it has been tight with evenly matched teams. It's the year, I thought last year was the year of the backup quarterback, but it continues uh, this year. Uh, and all, you know, the storylines with coaches, coaches gonna get fired. You wonder about the motivation from certain teams, veteran laden teams, all that. So, I mean, it's action packed this weekend, guys, but uh, these tighter games, these evenly matched games, uh, those are the ones that have my attention right now. So Saturday's a big day because I think that's a pretty fascinating ones. The one I'm most interested in, what do you think the quarterback change in Minnesota does for the Vikings? Well, you know, Mullins, he's he's in the league because he played well, right, uh, in San Francisco. But but we kind of know what's going on in San Francisco, and it has been a number of years. We'll see what happens uh, here uh, with Minnesota. I, I mean, it, it is so interesting. Uh, with the Dobbs story, the flash of the pan. I mean, these guys are backup, backup quarterback. Then. And, and I don't know if, if there's a situation that elevates Mullins like it has in Cincinnati. Uh, when you have two number one wide receivers like the Bengals have, they need improvement from their defense to continue. Uh, but, you know, the Vikings have not been uh, the juggernaut. I mean, Kirk Cousins going down was a big hit. Justin Jefferson in and out the lineup uh, as well. So uh, they're really young on that side of the ball. Although, though, their defense is phenomenal. Flores is doing an incredible job. Uh, and that could get difficult uh, for the Bengals. But but I, I like where the line is right now this week, so far this week. Yeah, three and a half with a total uh, of 39. All right, last one before we get you out. Denver on the road against Detroit. I have Denver circled as a team that can make the playoffs. After this weekend, their schedule opens up really nicely. Just got to take care of business against the Lions. They're five-point underdogs, total of 47 and a half. What do you make of this turnaround? And are they live here against Detroit who stumbled? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Jamie. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, golf has not uh, played that uh, great. Uh, I think he's playing quarterback position and, and a little timid. Uh, you, you got the the Broncos that, who have improved uh, mightily defensively. And, and I think Cortland Sutton's quietly having a, a Pro Bowl caliber year at wide receiver. Russell Wilson settled down. He's not exciting you from the stat sheet or, or the metrics, but they're making plays when they have to, right? And they're keeping themselves in games. Uh, and that's the most important part, whereas the Detroit Lions, they're not, they're not running away with anything. And, and I think Detroit is questioning themselves uh, whether or not they can cap off a season. Last year down the stretch, 
they stumbled on the road uh, against Carolina, did not make the playoffs. They haven't played themselves out of a playoff situation or even win a division. Whereas the Broncos, like you mentioned, JVT, they have one starting quarterback left uh, with the remaining portion of their schedule, and that's golf. Uh, everybody else are backup quarterbacks and certainly teams that are reeling right now. So I think the Broncos feel pretty good about this situation. I like the points uh, right now uh, with the Denver Broncos. Mike, it's always good to talk to you, man. We appreciate a couple minutes. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Got it. M.I. Pritchard up on Twitter. Always great diving into the details of the game. Someone who he knows played a thing it, or two, you know. Yeah, knows someone who actually played it. So I, I think I, I love telling, I love telling this story about uh, Pritch, but I showed my wife old highlights of Pritchard, um, and she goes, "That's Pritch," because she knows him for. A, she's like, "That's." Pritch. I'm like, "Yeah, like yeah, that's Mike. He was really good wide receiver back in the day." <laughs> yeah, uh, he was uh, wide receiver and running back. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll take our break. We come back. I mean, come on, it's Kelly and I. We got to hit on some NBA, right? Also. It's not like a soapbox, but I do want to have a discussion on MVP in the NFL. It's, it's a pretty interesting one. We'll have that and more as we go over the last 45 minutes of a numbers game here on VCIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sorry, I got to At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out everything we have to offer up on the website of vcin.com. One of the more popular pages, the picks page. You can easily sort through picks. You can follow your favorite show hosts and guests and see which expert has the hot hand. Check it out now. If you're a vcin pro subscriber, you get access to it. And if you're not a pro subscriber, just check out a sample of it. vcin.com slash subscribe. You know what? I'm going to do this right now. 
put a 999 introductory offer up on the website right now. Post haste, please. All right, it's up there. Check it out now. Decent.com. Better, better only be 999. It's on that graphic. <laughs> true. It's true. Post haste. When was the last time you heard that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was an interesting guy. One of my favorite phrases ever. Um, hoisted by his own petard. Such a good one. It's, <laughs> it's such a good phrase. Uh, all right. So, like, we're, we're in the open area now. We can do whatever we want. Let's talk a little bit about some awards. Let's and do it. We, we were going to talk MVP because I got, I got some flack up on social media over the weekend. And, you know, it's funny. So, you and I, was this on the air? Everything's a blur. But, Wait, I know, right? right? <laughs> we do this all the time. When it comes to conversations, like we were talking about Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Like, sometimes when you have conversations, you got to be on one side or the other. Right. Right. So it cannot be, yes. And, and it drives me kind of nuts because I do think that we are devolving into this when it comes to MVP and Brock Purdy. Okay. Mm. Because I will, ex- I will state explicitly here forward. If I had an MVP vote, it would not, my first place vote would not be for Brock Purdy okay. at this point right now. Okay. Having said that. That does not mean that I think Brock Purdy sucks. Like there's there's this thing where it's like like yeah, I put yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I engage especially with, with Brock Purdy right yeah, like yeah, yeah. I engaged with Chris Felica on this topic over the weekend right which was like hey like because he put out something like he doesn't understand the hate on Brock Purdy and I responded with I don't understand if I don't think he's MVP I automatically think he sucks mm-hmm. and there is like a middle ground there like Felica's right I'm right it doesn't have to be those things I can sit there and say when I watch Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. And when I look at a lot of the metrics that are tied to football, I think that there is a case that Brock Purdy is not the most valuable player in the National Football League. I think Brock Purdy is playing tremendous football, especially with where he was drafted and what you expect of a player who was taken last in the draft. He is doing everything that is asked of him in this offense, and he's doing it very well. Mm, yep. But I look at Brock Purdy and some of the metrics around him, and I say that this team would still be floating around eight to nine wins, maybe even ten, if it was Sam Darnold or anybody else, and we have a track record of this team performing well with subpar quarterbacks because the offense and the skill positions there are so very good. Again, it does not mean I think Brock pretty stinks. I just wouldn't vote for him first place for MVP. And by the way, Kelly... I wouldn't vote for either Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy for first place oh, if I had to right. vote. I think, and we saw this on Monday night, what happened to the Dolphins' offense when Tyreek Hill injured that ankle? It fell apart. Tua Tungabailoa didn't know what to do or where to go with the football. And then all of a sudden, Tyreek Hill pops up back on that field. He's making catches on the sideline. They're driving downfield. I think a guy like Tyreek Hill, I think there's an argument to be made that Miles Garrett should get MVP consideration. Given how well this defense has played, how good he has been as a defender, and how this defense, by extension of his play, has taken this team with one of the most abysmal quarterback positions in the, in the league to a playoff contender and a, by the way, a solid odds on favorite to make the playoffs at about minus 500. Like that's where I would be considering this. So having said that, I think the MVP conversation is fascinating because guess what? Tyreek Hill's not going to win it. Miles Garrett's not going to win it. It's going to be a quarterback because we are simple minded and we have to vote for one of these quarterbacks. So the real question is, and I think this is kind of like a a guilt thing he brings up sometimes too. It's like, I can make the case that I don't think Brock Purdy is the MVP, but what are people going to vote for? Exactly. It doesn't matter what argument It doesn't matter what we think or who we think is the MVP. You're really trying to handicap these voters. Right. Okay, real quick, because you kind of made the case, you made the case for Tyreek being in a MVP-like conversation, right? Do you believe then that Tyreek and Tua cancel each, are going to cancel each other out. I don't – I was going to say something. If you have half a brain and watch, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, okay. I really don't. I, I, I don't think – especially if you are somebody who takes this seriously and you have a vote, 
and especially if you've watched this entire season, but specifically just go to Monday night. If you watched that game on Monday night, I don't think there's any way I'm watching the Dolphins all season and then specifically that game and going, yeah, this is like this is a given like this is a give and take thing. You know, Tyreek and Tua, they make one another. No, I think it's very clear that this offense needs Tyreek Hill out there to I operate. think that point about Monday night is fairer than the point of like he's he's more clearly an MVP just just overall, more clearly an MVP with him off the field and, and looking what the team does or looking what the team looked like because he's still got he's gonna rack up stats. You know, what I mean right, if he doesn't right, rack up numbers, he's not gonna win it anyways. No, no, I, I know that. I'm just saying But yeah, you, I hear what you're saying with the two. Yeah. So but like so again, so like why well, I think Tyreek Hill and maybe he finishes like third. Who knows? You know, and this is why I always like with MVP voting, I've always said this a thousand times. I wish we could get like an over under place of finish when it comes to MVP voting. I think that'd be a fascinating bet to put but out yeah, there. It's great because we are getting that we're getting the one this, through the, five. They did now. change yeah. this now. And we're right? getting yes. the one through five. Yep. And so I, I just want to hit on that real quick. So I, I do think it's going to be interesting to see you and I being NBA betters and just basketball betters. We've seen how this has come into play with who's won some awards yep. here in the recent past. NBA, WNBA. This has been notable when they do they do the top five uh, for an award like this. I'm just wondering how many people like I think a Brock Purdy's one of them, Tyreek's probably one of them. How many how many voters choose to put them second, and do they possibly Correct. rack up enough points because of being in second that they at least become way closer to the conversation of winning it than we would have thought otherwise? Yeah, I think so, and I, I think when you look at this overall, like. I do think at this point, narratively, and when you look at, again, handicapping how people are going to vote, I do think it's like a a two-and-a-half horse race. You know, I do think that this is down to Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott because these are two teams or two quarterbacks of the teams that are going to be potentially at the top of the NFC. And maybe the win for San Francisco, what, six weeks ago, whatever it was, over Dallas, maybe that cements it and changes it for some voters. But I do, like, when, when we're looking at this board overall, okay, who are you betting? At this point, I think we're all but out, except for I will, I will go one route. And this is the only thing, and this might be crazy. But Will Hill just came with on, on with us last hour. Said he bet the Kansas City Chiefs to finish with the one seed in the AFC. If that transpires, and the narrative around Kansas City, and what Patrick Mahomes has had to work with at wide receiver, and they rip off these next four wins, and they get there, and they win the one seed in the AFC. And Mahomes is exactly who we expect them to be, Patrick Mahomes. If there was a bet to make on this board, I think it would be Mahomes at 16-1. to 1. And again, it's a long shot because he's 16-1, to 1, and the two guys are ahead of him at this point. But if you're along Will Hill's line of thinking that that team could win the one seed, yeah. then you're looking at Mahomes to potentially win the MVP because the narrative of him overcoming – everything that these receivers oh, yeah, yeah, have done with him, yeah, uh-huh. and they still win the one seed in the AFC, that, that would be too narratively strong, I think, for these voters to overlook. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Because I think, I, think I think you put it right with the, the Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. Like, is it most likely going to be one of them? Yes. Even sitting here today, I think I will say it's going to most likely be one of them. Uh, but then when you look beyond that, yeah, there, you, it's hard to make too much of an argument for some of these other guys to overtake those two outside yes. of a Patrick Mahomes. I, I think even, like, I'd love to bring up Josh Allen, I think his numbers, and if they go on a winning streak here. But the problem is you're still, you're still just where the team record's at. I don't think he's ever really going to be in the mix. So I do think it's going to end up being, if someone's going to beat out Dak, Dak or Brock, it's probably got to be whoever takes that AFC one seed and puts on these next four weeks, a, pr- a pretty good stretch 
of games, right? So maybe that's Lamar, maybe that's Patrick Mahomes, but obviously 16 to 1 versus plus 475 is a major difference. Yep. So I was looking at, I'm scrambling to get this because this, it was a good metric. Uh, so uh, throw the And, and I do believe, I'll give you another second, because I do, I do believe Tua and Tyreek are going to cancel each other out a little bit. Like, I don't think Tua is going to get the credit that he probably deserves a little bit more because people say you've got Tyreek. I think Tua gets a whole bunch of, like, fourth and fifth place votes. I don't know if okay. that cancels. And maybe that does cancel out Tyreek in terms of Tyreek's going to get, like, a bunch of third, fourth, So that's where, place that's where I think Tyreek's yeah. going to get those and Tua's going to get left yeah. off for the most part. So to your point about Josh Allen really quickly, uh, at throw the damn ball up on, on Twitter, it, it's, a, it's a great Twitter account to follow because it does a lot of different metrics and stuff like that. Going into this weekend, in terms of uh, a create rate is what they call it, so scramble for positive expected points added or throws into open windows when you look at it. Um, Josh Allen, by far second best in the National Football yeah. League behind Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah. like, in terms of – and there's a lot of different metrics when you look at this, but in terms of creating positive plays off of what you have to work with, Mahomes is first in the NFL by a wide margin. Then there's Josh Allen, and then you get to the rest. Shockingly enough, Derek Carr is up there uh, pretty far as well. But, really? Yeah. But if you – but and this is, again, going into last week. But if you look – and this is terrible, but I'm just going to show you. <laughs> down here is Brock Purdy. Yeah. Right? So, it's just like there's, there's just a lot of different little metrics you can point to. Again, Brock Purdy's been awesome. But I do think that you're looking more at the scheme of the whole thing and going back to the original point, which is what I wanted to bring up here, if you're making a bet, if you believe that Mahomes and the Chiefs have it in them to win the one seed like Will Hill does, I think that is heavily correlated to Mahomes really, really getting into this thing in terms of the MVP race. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would go – and I would go more towards this versus one – I think you brought up the Super Bowl odds, right? Yeah, I bet him, I bet him to win the Super Bowl, yep. I would go here before I went Super Bowl with, with this Chiefs team. Just – I don't know. I don't Part know. of a champion, baby. Come on. <laughs> These receivers, I just can't trust, man. I cannot trust these receivers. They're terrible. Can't trust them. And then it's going to be brilliant when Mahomes is slicing and dicing teams. You get the AFC well, it, looks terrible. And that's why you're. That's why the narrative makes a ton of sense, right? A yep. narrative play here, man. All right. When we come back, we have more on awards. I've got a Defensive Player of the Year award that I would very much like to get home. And we have a good NBA card as well. Don't go anywhere. It's a numbers game here on Visa and Esports Betting Network. The game changes in an instant in the NBA. Trust me, I know. I watched uh, Brandon Pachemski screw me over yesterday. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VSIN. The crown is yours. Back here on a numbers game, I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander, filling his civic duty and in for jury duty. So you're just in a room? Is that what you do? You just go there and then you just kind of wait to get called? Yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Yeah, you kind of go check in, wait to see if you get called. Well, then if you tell, but so I've experienced that. I'm kind of all right to give some, to give our audience a little bit of background. Mm. I've had many jobs in my life, like a lot. Yes, you okay. Have. And one of the jobs that I hated the most was I was a political survey, like, call person at a call center. <laughs> I did that um, for one week in college and quit. <laughs> I, I, I think I've told the story before, but I'll say it one more time. Uh, one time I got hung up on, and one of the guys leaned over and said, kid, I've been here for 12 years. I'll give you the ropes. And I said, no. And I went back to school, and, I, <laughs> and here I am. Um, but I, I, so I do actually answer political calls because I, I know how it is. So I'll actually answer. Right, right. But right. I'm, what I'm getting to when it ties in, ties into what Gil is, is that every time when they ask you, and this is also why I answer, when you answer, they ask you, are you in media? And I say yes, and immediately it's like, 
thanks, see you later, and they hang up on you. Is that the same thing with jury duty? Like, does Gil just get to tell them, I work in media? It's not traditional media, but yeah. it's media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for, for what we do, they don't care as much. If you're a if you're a news anchor or a news reporter or something, they yeah. care a little bit more. Uh, usually, I, I've heard those stories, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the instant, uh, the instant cross-off yes. for Gil this morning. I mean, it, <laughs> as long as he takes that route and not some of the more drastic routes that are out there, as we know, in yeah, terms yeah, of rumors yeah. to get out of jury duty. You don't right, want right, to do those right, things. Yeah, exactly. Do I mean, the other, the other way I was just talking about with him yesterday, it's like you also don't want to – you don't want to try to get out of it with some excuse that's just going to delay it for like, like okay, cool, come back next month, right? Right, like okay, well you can't keep doing that. You don't want to keep doing that either. I got gout, you know, I can't be here that long, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Something like that. Um, I've never had gout. Is that is that a foot thing? No, it's something in your stomach. Oh, okay, I have thing. no idea. I, I've got nothing. Add me JVT if you. No, it is gout. a foot thing. It, it is. is. Okay, all right, cool. I don't know what the hell I was At me, JVT. Text me if you had gout. <laughs> Inflammatory uh, arthritis. Oh, okay. It causes um, pain and swelling in your joints. There we go. See? You can't do jury duty with that. Just tell him, Gil. I used to tell the doctor I had cataracts for different reasons. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk awards, baby. So we talked MVP. Uh, we did talk a little bit about Coach of the Year uh, with uh, Will Hill, and I do think he had a really good point in that. Looking at this from a Coach of the Year standpoint in the National Football League, I wouldn't say no to Kyle Shanahan again. I, I am fascinated by that dynamic, like Kyle Shanahan versus Brock Purdy, because right. the conversation around Brock Purdy, for those who get extreme with it, is he is a system quarterback, which I don't believe to be the case. He's executing the system very well. Does the, ex does the system help him play better? Sure. sure. But there's not many who are going to get plugged yeah. in there and operate at this level that Brock Purdy is. But there is that thought process, and because there are some of us that think that, there might be some voters who think that. And so if you're voting for Coach of the Year, right, if you're somebody who votes for both, the, can, you, can you realistically talk yourself into voting for Kyle Shanahan for Coach of the Year and Brock Purdy for MVP? Like, I do wonder if that is a dynamic or I, if I'm I making something out of nothing. Like, no, like, like you said, again, we're, we're, it's, it's, whenever we talk awards, it's handicapping voters, right? It's not really handicapping as much as what we, think's gonna, uh, what we think it should be. It's what do we think the thought process is going to be. And I, like, the way I always talk about with, like, that specific JVT is it's the – all it takes is a couple people to think that way, right? right. And then you're already behind the eight ball with it, as far as this stuff goes. You so, can make a difference with your vote. Go on. <laughs> there, there, there you go. So, yeah, like, is is it a thing? It's enough of a thing when it comes to voting to, on awards that, it, that it's in my mind that I think you have to keep it in your mind. So, I, I mean, that got brought up a lot, you know, earlier in the season, right, with the Offensive Player of the Year and MVP with, two, you know, two and Tyreek. It was, could you possibly do that? And yes, I think that's in voters' minds that a lot of voters wouldn't do that. Yep. So I also, when you're looking at this, and I thought he, he had, Will had a good rebuttal in terms of looking at Harbaugh. I, I think he's actually done a really good job, but the expectation was that this team was going to be somewhat good. But the expectation was that the 49ers were going to be good. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that, like, I don't know why that would be ignored for Shanahan, but not ignored for Harbaugh. But the I, third, go ahead. I, I just think in general with both those, it's the opportunity to take the one seed and possibly finish in the NFL with the best record. Well, how about this? Right. So it, those, it just as plain and simple as that. For those who are watching up on YouTube TV. And you're getting double-digit odds for, yes. for so, those guys. So for those who are watching but YouTube TV and uh, vcin.com. So if you look at those two names, Cal Shanahan, John Harbaugh, um, that trio right there, let me direct you to 14 to 1. Kevin Stefanski, again, we've got Joe Flacco out here. He doesn't look like prime Joe Flacco. 
but he's taking shots downfield. Like, he's averaged up to targets in double digits. They're winning football games, like, at least competing in some of these things. If they can push on and have a winning record in these last four games and make it, given what Stefanski has had to deal with at the quarterback position, yep. again, now, this is defensively driven. If you're a voter, do you say Stefanski is in offensive mind? He does not get credit for it. Again, you're kind of, again, handicapping what yeah, people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that that is worth a look. You talk about having to make lemonade out of dog poo. Like, yeah. that's exactly what Stefanski has done with this team. So, so I always think, what do these teams got to do? They got, they, he's got to make the playoffs. He's, but if he makes the playoffs, and right now they're, what, a game up, all right, or, or half game? No, a game up on all the, all the seven-win teams. Um, if you make the playoffs, it, it's the one I've gotten the most questions about since this past weekend. And, yeah, I think it's live. Of course, I think he's absolutely live. If he makes the playoff, because a lot of these AFC coaches, that's what we're talking about, right? We're just talking about D'Amico Ryans. What were your expectations before the season? Nothing. You get to the playoffs, you're live for this, right? Shane Steichen, same thing. What were the what were the expectations for the Colts? Nothing. You get to the playoffs, you're live for this. Sean Payton, you're live for this. So all those guys, I think, fall into that group, including Zach Taylor. We brought him up as well. So I think there's a case for almost any of those so what's the you, – you and Will hit on this earlier. I just don't know – I don't know that I believe in any of these guys being in single digits, being that okay. much better than the rest of the field. Which so means there's – to me, there's value in this market. I just don't have the one guy I'm running to go bet on. And that's why it brings us full circle to what we talked about with MVP. We can have all these conversations. I think I can talk – if you sat me down with any coach of the year voter, I could sit there and poke holes a thousand ways in Dan Campbell's case to win – Coach of the I, year. I have no idea how he's the short shot. In this but game. here's the thing. We Still don't get it. Narratively, people love him. Yeah. And like, and maybe we're having this whole conversation for no reason. And, and, and that might reality, be the case with Mike McDaniel, too, yeah. right? I mean, potentially. The only thing that works against Mike McDaniel is they have fallen short in the big spots. Right? Yeah. They have lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills. Like, all these teams that are viewed as contemporaries, they have lost those games. But, I, so like, but, but to, to that point, I think Dan Campbell's case and these odds next to Dan Campbell that we're seeing today made a whole lot more sense two months ago. But, Kelly. And now the team's falling, falling apart. But big rebuttal here. Dan Campbell's funny. Dan Campbell's likable. Right, exactly. Dan Campbell exactly. screams on the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, honestly, like that's what I'm saying. Like we could be having this conversation for absolutely no reason. That in reality, he's actually like minus 500 because all of these voters have made up their minds. Oh, the moribund Lions—they're going to win double-digit games, and Dan Campbell is the funny guy on HBO we watched last year, and he's at the center of all of it. Could be the reason. Yeah. I think it's—I think it's Ben Johnson and other reasons why they're going to be as good as they are. But that's just me. So. Anyway, coach of the year. It's more good as fast. It, it is a fascinating one. Who like do you, you think wins it? Who, not who would you bet on today? Who do you think wins this? If you're to ask me right now, who I thought and who do, it, who do you think and who would you bet on if you had to bet today? Okay, so those are two different questions. Yes. If, I, if you're asking me who I think wins it, I do think it's Dan Campbell because I think that okay. voters are somewhat simple in terms of what they uh, analyze with these. If I were to bet it, it would be Kevin Stefanski. Assuming that this is probably this is unfair because I'm putting another caveat on this. Assuming C.J. Stroud is is not for some reason gone a long time, you know, multiple weeks. Sure. I think D'Amico Ryan's wins this award. Yep. If I had to make a bet today, it is Kevin Stefanski or Mike McCarthy. Mike, I think there's also I think it's the same line, kind of the same line. Think of why we brought up Kyle Shanahan, and John Harbaugh. Mike McCarthy's just a name. That okay, the expectations were that might have been there with this team, but it's just a name we get used to seeing, and we don't we we just don't really care. But like, okay, you go, went, go, went through the whole play calling change with this team. This is 
right now, as we sit here today, the best Cowboys team I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You've gotten to that level. If you are able to make a run somehow at possibly flirting with this one seed in the NFC, I think Mike McCarthy's live too. Nah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't run the ball in that one third down. Right, exactly. Against the so, Seattle Seahawks. So these are the things where like, voters are not going to remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, they're not going to remember that. All right, let me ask you this really quickly. I sent yeah. a text. Uh, one of my favorite people, we'll have to continue this on the other side. One of my favorite people in the network, Femi Bebefei, um, host of Lombardi Line, GM Shuffle. I texted him on Sunday because I asked him, I have a ticket preseason on Miles Garrett at 8-1 to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. He said, uh, how accurate is the NFL deep point market, do you think? And at that point, Michael Parsons is minus 110. Parsons now minus 130 after a big win on Sunday night over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he told me he does not think it's very accurate that Garrett should be the favorite. Where do you land here? Because for a lot of different metrics would point to Miles Garrett having a pretty a solid lead here in terms of being the best overall defensive player mm-hmm. and being the best player on the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. This is not one at current odds I'd be running to bet. I, th- I think it's more those two are more close to even, though, to each other that you should be feeling good about your 8-1. to one. Narratively, why I feel the best, Miles Garrett doesn't have one yet. If, if there you go. Year, I mean, it's that, and people are just going to point to, oh, the yep. tough Cleveland defense, like, bleeding them to the playoffs. Yeah. If there was a year, he'd win it by default. It would be this year, just like Joel Embiid won it last year. We right. didn't have one Right, yet. exactly. All right, last 10 minutes here on a numbers game. It's v the Sports Betting Network. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. You know what I love? Free stuff. All right? I just took up an offer on a free thing. And how about this? 
you can get our bull betting guide for free. Check it out now. You don't have to be a pro subscriber. So if you're listening right now or watching and you're like, you know what? I haven't really chatted about it yet. I don't even want to try the introductory offer. Well, just get a sample of what we do. Check out the bull guide for free. You get strategies for betting bulls, how to use betting tools, expert picks. I know the Golics are in there, Musburger's in there, um, and more. Oh, Steve Mackinac, his betting systems too. Check out your free copy today, vcin.com slash bull guide. And if you like what you see, vcin.com slash subscribe and check out the introductory offer for $9.99. Look befuddled. Do I do it? Can I, can I say the line? Do it. We get tweets. We get tweets. All right, there you go. All right, coming from Primetime, who uh, does uh, does tweet in a lot, used to tweet in uh, uh, Primetime Action all the time. All right, at, just uh, he just added me on this. So, sorry, it's just add Kelly Bidlin. Easiest way to get out of jury duty is walk in, declare both sides that you are the perfect juror due to the fact that, quote, I can just look at someone and know 100% whether they are not guilty. Yes, that will probably work. That's nice. Uh, this is coming from Corbin. Love this episode of Numbers Game this morning. Extended episode of Harvard Handicappers with a bit of football thrown in. Another thing I don't even think people can have an argument anymore without having to be right. I think sports voters are the same. Yes, I think that is uh, something Very we've true. probably established on the show today, at ND Money tweet again, VEASAN listeners often hear hosts and guests hammer the importance of value, line shopping, CLV, etc., yet I've never heard anyone bring up a player's salary as part of the equation for determining MVP. Purdy isn't the best, definitely most value. At ND Money, I'm a little confused with the question. Did you bring up someone's salary? No, I, I, I mean, I interpreted it in interpreted it or is he saying that's a pl- it voters, should be a part of it or yeah the voters will look at his salary or like essentially his yeah. status and say he's playing well above what we expected coming into the league i mean i think Again, you could t- D, i'm filling in the, the gaps here potentially but yeah i think you could tie that into what a lot of people have been saying about like oh him being drafted so late right, right. same kind of thing yes okay i think i get that is that it I don't know that it – so this, I think it goes back to la, the last segment, though. Like, again, we're handicapping voters, not what we actually think. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that maybe there is a vote, couple voters out there that say, well, Brock Purdy, like, wow. he got drafted that late. He's like, this is incredible. He's got to win MVP. Bury the lead here. Uh, New York Morty. If there was anyone I would want to fill in for Gil, it would be JVT. That was like an hour ago. You're not going to read this? Was I on that one? Yeah, I didn't on. see what, that. What are we doing? You're trying to bury the lead. You're just, my ego is big enough as it is. I got another one from New York, Morty, but it wasn't about that. Oh, okay. All right. Actually, he tweeted me separately and told me, told me you suck. That's what he was You know what? I'll take it. No. <laughs> any, 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 uh, what is it? Any, uh, any news is good news or whatever it is? Any publicity? Publicity. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. go. <laughs> whatever. Any publicity is good publicity. I'm in. Okay. Speaking of being in, Kelly, I'm not afraid to be wrong. We're, we're wrong a lot in this business. Oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Never afraid to be wrong. Never. I think it's one of my strengths. Never afraid to be wrong. Okay? Except with my wife. I'm never wrong. How's that working out for you? (laughs) We just had our third marriage anniversary. It's going great. Two kids. Uh, Okay. I bring this up because I'm in. I did it again. Yeah, of course you did. Now, it's an off-market number-ish, so I think that does help the case. Yes. But last night... I don't know if you watched it, but I sure as hell did. And I watched my Los Angeles Clippers absolutely dismantle the Sacramento Kings yesterday. I watched my Los Angeles Clippers win their fifth consecutive game. I watched my Los Angeles Clippers with this new starting lineup that has a net rating of now over 15. I watched my Los Angeles Clippers look like what they could be. And I bet them to win the NBA Finals at 30-1. to 1. And preach. There you go. 
How do you like them apples? 30 to 1. I still have never seen that movie. Oh, God. You kill me with this stuff. Good Will okay. Hunting? Yes. Yeah. I know what it is. You were born. You were born. So it, 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 it's just never coming. He's, fu- he's a janitor? He's like a super smart janitor, right? Is that yeah. the concept? <laughs> I've seen the Family Guy version of it. I've never seen the actual. <laughs> <laughs> so so st- that's how you watch Star Wars, too? <laughs> that's exactly how I watch Star Wars. It's brilliant. You see actual Star Wars, just watch the Family Guy version of it. Oh, that's great. Um, all right, so what were we talking? We were talking about Clippers, and you got thirty to one. They're you're right; it is off market. Here eighteen to sit. one at DraftKings. Yep, and here where we sit right now yeah. at circuits, they're thirty to one to win the NBA Finals. So we've talked a lot about our Harvard handicappers. I don't have a single bet for for a team to win the NBA Finals, to win the Eastern Conference, to win the Western Conference. I do think sitting at thirty to one with a team that is finally rounding into shape, it appears. I think it's I think it's a pretty good bet. I think they're live. I think that the West is maybe starting to look a little bit more open than we thought at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not trying to – I've been trying to be cautious with the Nuggets, and they've had a little bit of a bumpy run here recently. A lot of it definitely is tied into Jamal Murray health and availability and, so, and some of that. But Jokic kind of not not having as great of a shooting season as he's had in years past. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff a little on the decline. You've seen the, the Warriors I don't trust at all. Even though they've gotten feisty in some of these games recently, I I think that team outside of Steph Curry, I don't trust at all. My point is the West, I think, is more wide open than we would have necessarily thought during the summertime, right? The Suns, we still haven't seen the whole big three-play game together yet, so we can't really get that excited about them. The Lakers win an in-season tournament uh, title, but uh, that team is basically the same as what they were a year ago. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's my long way of saying I don't hate it at all. And here's the big difference, okay? I'm just making that bet this early because of of health concerns I would still have with Kawhi and Paul And that's, that's, I think, the key argument for me. Mm -hmm. How many games has Kawhi Leonard missed this year? Do you know? Oh, like one, two? None. Zero. He has played in every game. Back-to-backs. And they have the most back-to-backs in third and fourth, three games and four nights of any team in the NBA. He is playing every single night. His last three games, he's starting to get more comfortable. His last three games, 41, 34, and 31, shooting well over 57% from the field in those three games. He is not only healthy, and this is like this was the whole thing, right? When everybody was laughing when they lost five straight, part of the job here is you're going to have to work in some different pieces. But this lineup with Harden on the floor and Russell Westbrook off and their new starting lineup is downright elite, and it's getting better every single week. So I'm just willing to take the risk. I'm willing to do it, yeah. especially at off-market 30-1. It. to 1, And the way that they've been winning games, the way the West looks, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, you, you've pressed me on the pod because there, there's a team that I can, I can make the same argument about uh, to the negatives that, that I've been very high in the past couple of years. When you have a healthy Zion Williamson, it's the New Orleans Pelicans and what we've seen that team look like. Uh, uh, when all you know, when they have CJ McCollum, uh, Brandon Ingram, and him on the court, it's just the same thing. I'm just not ready to dive into the few on the futures markets because I am. Can Zion really make it through a whole season? I don't really know. Um, I, this is, goes back to our whole two, two thoughts in your head at the same time, sure. right? So yeah, I, look, I like it. I like the number. There's a chance it's the best number you're going to see all year. So I don't, I don't mind the bet at all. All right, uh, really quickly, tonight in the NBA, you betting anything? I bet the Bucks. I bet the Bucks. I think this is back-to-back uh, not good cards, though. We talked to Drew Dinzig yesterday. I thought he brought up a good point, JVT, of just the – this is usually like December, January, February, kind of my favorite time of year to bet the NBA. In-season tournament has thrown this off a little Dude, bit. It's because you know what's throwing me off, too, is all the days off. 
Like it's, so, it's and that's what Drew rhythm. that's what Drew brought up. Like yeah. he, he brought up how this is the time of year that a lot of us like to attack different rest advantage spots. When you've kind of hit this reset period, yep. it makes it a little tougher. I do agree. Last night I didn't bet a single thing. I'm on the Bucks tonight. I laid five and a half yesterday, up to six and a half. I think you're still you'd be a fine there. You could also look to get in in game. This is definitely a game where yes, I bet something pregame, but I'm gonna look. Uh, look in game with how high the total is. We're talking 258 yep. and a half again. Remember, this is a rematch from what we saw uh, in the in-season tournament semifinals. Uh, really, really a lot of a number of, a number play for me. We're back at home in Milwaukee. I don't think this adjusted enough from what we saw that in-season tournament lo- uh, number looking like, especially since the total is exactly the same. We did see a bit of a formula from the Lakers, I think, of how you can shut down Tyrese Halliburton, how you can kind of make this team struggle a little bit more on the Pacers' side, plus the Bucks. We, we heard of all the reports about the explosions post game. I mean, if this is not the it's not, could have, not, not actual explosions for anybody watching, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, locker yeah. room explosions. Uh, locker room explosions. But if this is if this is not as much of a revenge spot as you can get in the regular season in the NBA. I don't know what is, and a lot of that was just pure effort problems from the Bucs during that game. So, I like this side tonight. Um, again, I think at this number, you could still bet it. I would bet I would bet, bet it lightly, though, and look to get in live. I think you'll get an opportunity. Under 258 and a half. All right, add that out of the way. Important things. Uh, tweet from Jason who says, in true and numbers game fashion, what does this mean? Can you ask JVT if he has a sushi place? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to read that one to you. What's your favorite sushi place in town? Okay, so we just went to one, and actually, myself, my wife, and Dustin Sweetelson. Oh, okay. All went out together one night. Sushi Neko on Spring Mountain. Awesome. Okay. It's the first time go. I went out there. They also get little meat skewers and stuff like that. All part of all you can eat. Tremendous. Give them all you pop. can eat? Yeah, baby. Oh, okay. And so it might be Gil's spot. It might not be. I don't know. The skewer. Why? Gil's got a secret sushi spot. He won't tell anybody. What are the chances? So everybody, t- everybody tweets in about it. Uh, well, uh, I'll find out. I'll find out. <laughs> I know sushi. He hasn't told me. He, he won't this, tell me. This is my city. You think you can get out of here with a secret? Come on. All right, that does it for a numbers game. Uh, Gil, unless he's on the trial of the century, should be back tomorrow because he's filling in on jury duty. Appreciate all the kind words and the engagement today. Uh, I will see you, what's today, Wednesday? Uh, yep. Friday on Prime Primetime and, of course, on the weekends. Uh, with that, I'm sorry. I don't know what's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.